Welcome to Good Things Podcast. I'm your host, Emily Honey. There are a lot of negative, discouraging, and even scary things going on in the world today. It's easy for me to start catastrophizing if I focus on it long enough, but the Bible tells us that God works for the good of those who love Him. And as we read more of the Bible, we can see that good doesn't always mean easy. And this is the podcast that reminds us that God is good, no matter what the circumstances and whether we believe it or not, because life is hard and messy, but God is good and doesn't change. Happy Thanksgiving. Welcome to another episode of Good Things Podcast. I am so glad you're here with me today. And this podcast is coming out a day early, you may have noticed, that way you can listen to it while you prep all your Thanksgiving stuff because tomorrow you'll probably be a little bit busy. So hopefully you can enjoy this today as you get ready for the Thanksgiving holiday. And since this is the day before Thanksgiving, we're going to talk a little bit about things that we're thankful for. Thanksgiving is a holiday that can often be overlooked and we can even say things we're thankful for, but they can be trite or just kind of the same things that we say every year without really thinking about it. So I wanted to share some things that I am thankful for this year that might be a little more out of the ordinary and more specific to this past year as well. And before I do that, I want to back up by saying when I was probably in college or maybe even after college, my dad started this tradition with our family of having us each make a list of five things that we are thankful for every year. And it's a tradition that went on through the end of his life and that I still carry on sometimes by myself, sometimes the rest of the family does it or one or two people will do it. But usually I'll type up my five thankful list and send it out to my family members because I think it's just a really great way to reflect on the things that God has done over the past year. And I'm always thankful for my family and my friends, but it's nice to look back and look at specific things that God has been doing in my life because that helps me remember his faithfulness. So that's what I want to do today is just share five things that God has done in my life that I'm thankful for in the past year. So you can just go ahead and assume that I'm really thankful for my family and my friends and my home and my work and that sort of thing, because I'm not going to go with the broad generalization of things that I'm thankful for. I'm going to go a little more specific today. So the first thing that I'm thankful for is just how this year God has been changing my attitude and my heart. I tend to be a kind of negative person, and if you've listened for a while, you probably know that, but I also just really don't like mornings, and because I don't like mornings and I don't like getting up early, when I do get up early, if things don't go the way that I want them to, like if the kids wake up before I'm done having my coffee and reading my Bible, I tend to get grumpy and be annoyed and want them to go back to bed and not make that a sweet time for me and the child who happens to be up to be together. So I'll talk about what I've done to help with that um, action-wise, but as far as my attitude goes, God really convicted me a few months ago as I was reading a book called The Life-Giving Home by Sally Clarkson that 
I don't have to enjoy what I'm doing to have a good attitude about it. And that's basically what that book was saying was that, you know, parenting is hard and we don't always want to play or to make another meal or, you know, cut the crust off another piece of bread or whatever it is, play another game. But I can do those things and have a good attitude even though I don't necessarily want to do them. And that doesn't just apply to parenting. That can apply to any aspect of life, like going to your job. Just because it's maybe a job you don't like or there's a certain person you have to deal with that you don't like there doesn't mean that you can't have a good attitude about it. And so God's just given me grace to change my attitude and to choose to act like I'm not having a bad time. And usually when I choose a good attitude, I actually enjoy that time versus seeing it as a drudgery. And one of the verses that's really helped keep me focused on that is Colossians 3.23. And it says, whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord and not for men. I want to work for God in a way that pleases him. And that isn't begrudging, but that is joy-filled and with a good attitude. And that's just something that God's been convicting me of and growing me in over the last few months. So I'm really thankful that God's been working on my attitude and my heart, especially in the mornings when it's hard for me to be awake and talking to people. So the second thing on my thankful list this year is just my growth in my relationship with Jeremy because God's been showing me areas where I'm really selfish and petty and even can be unforgiving. And so I've just started praying for God to really show me my sin and forgive me when Jeremy and I have a disagreement or an argument instead of praying for God to like change Jeremy's mind or show him where he's wrong. I've started asking God to show me where I'm wrong and to change my heart so that way I can love Jeremy well and um, show Christ to Jeremy and love Jeremy the way that Jesus loves him. And I think that that has been really impactful to my attitude as well. These kind of both go back to my attitude. But it's also given me just eyes to see Jeremy's perspective better. And as I've practiced this, it also helps me see that in other people as well, just to see other people's perspectives and to pray that I would see my biases and my sin towards other people before I'm quick to judge them and point out their biases or their sin. And in Romans 2, 4, it says that it's God's kindness that leads us to repentance. And that's really what I want my life to look like. I want people to see my life and see how kind I am so that I can say, you know what, I'm actually a really mean person because I am. I'm very mean. I'm very judgy. And I'm very like, snarky and sarcastic, but by the grace of God and the power of the Holy Spirit, I can be kind and I can be loving and I can see other people's perspectives. And I want that kindness to lead people to God and to help them to desire repentance. I want to be quick to repent so that others will be quick to repent as well. So that's the second thing that I'm thankful for. The third thing is just, it's a little less 
introspective, but it's just that we have an overall healthy family. Having dealt with health issues with dad several years ago, I can get really anxious about health things. And actually, even before dad was diagnosed with a terminal brain tumor, um, I could still get really anxious about about health issues. In fact, when I was 25 and I developed allergies, seasonal allergies for the first time, I really thought I might have throat cancer. Um, but the doctor's like, you have allergies, take this allergy medicine. And then I was fine. So I just have this tendency to catastrophize anyway. So I'm just really thankful for having a family that is overall healthy because we've had some like very, very minor health issues with the boys this year. And those have caused me some, you know, level of anxiety and just having the opportunity to take those to God and say, okay, God, I am really nervous about this. Please just give me your peace that passes all understanding. And the things that were wrong were very minor things that could be fixed with, you know, over-the-counter pharmaceuticals, not even prescribed medication. And so that's just been really sweet to see God's faithfulness in our health because that's something that I tend to struggle with feeling anxious about. And we're not promised good health. I mean, like with my dad, the case of his brain tumor, we did not expect that. It was not something that was preventable or even we don't even know what the cause was. So it's not promised that we'll have good health or a long life, but I just try to uh, trust God just the same and thank him for the health that we do have in the times when we are healthy or when our health issues are minor issues. And the verse that's been on my heart that goes along with this one is Hebrews 13, 8. And it just says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And that may not seem like it correlates with our family being healthy. But to me, it does because it's a reminder to me that in sickness or in health, in feast or famine, no matter what the circumstances, Jesus is the same and I can trust him, and I can rely on him. And so that's just hugely comforting to me. So that's the third thing, just the general good health of our family right now. The fourth thing is a bit more practical. So I mentioned that I am not a morning person, and I do get up early to try and read my Bible before the kids get up. I get up usually between like 5 and 5.30, and I'm not saying that to sound holy or anything I'm just saying that's like super early and I never ever in my life would have thought that I would do this it is completely because of the Lord that I am able to get up at 5 or 5 30 because that's not something that I enjoy doing at all and I used to get really frustrated like I mentioned earlier about just getting up and the kids getting up early and disrupting my time like that was time I deserved or should or was owed I guess that because I got up early I sacrificed my extra sleep like I was owed quiet time by myself and that's a really selfish perspective <laughs> and God has been showing me that I read a book 
that's very practical called the lazy genius way. And there were, uh, there's some things in there that I don't entirely agree with, but there were some really practical things in there as well that I appreciated. And one of the things was asking what she calls the magic question. And that magic question is just, what is something I can do now to make things easier later? And so one of the things I kind of thought about this in relation to my getting up in the morning, one of the things that really bothered me about the boys getting up early and disrupting my quiet time is that I would have to get up from my coffee and my Bible and get them like breakfast because they and something to drink because they were hungry immediately when they got up. So what I've started doing is as I make my coffee, I fill up their cups and I get them cereal and I put it on the table. So when they get up and they're hungry, I can say, you can go, there's juice and cereal on the table. You can have that now and I'll make you some breakfast later when I'm done reading my Bible. And so that helps eliminate some of that just disrupted feeling of having to get up from what I was doing. And then they can have their little breakfast snack. They can come cuddle with me. And it's actually been just a really sweet thing to do. And it's a really small thing that makes the mornings easier. If I had a lot of more forethought, I could even do it at night. I could get those things out and set them on the table at night. But Usually by the end of the day, I'm really tired and don't think to do that. But just getting up and getting them juice and getting them cereal so they have something to eat while I have coffee and read my Bible is just been huge. It's been really helpful to me in helping me not feel disrupted when the kids get up and helping me even enjoy them being awake. Something else I forgot to mention in my first thing I'm thankful for was in that same book, The Life-Giving Home by uh, Sally Clarkson, she talks about greeting your kids with joy in the morning. And that's something I've started trying to do as well. So instead of being like, what are you doing up? Which is what I would usually say to my children <laughs> when they got up before 6.30. I'd be like, what are you doing up? Get back in bed. Now I've changed that to getting up and hugging them and kissing them and inviting them to come sit with me and cuddle with me and telling them how much I love them and that I'm so happy to see them today. And man, that just changes the entire attitude of the start of the day. Instead of them feeling like they're being disruptive and they're in mommy's way, they feel loved and accepted and excited to see me and I'm ex I'm genuinely excited to see them when I give my children hugs and kisses and they come cuddle with me I genuinely enjoy it even though I may not be getting the super focused quiet time that I wanted I'm getting that sweet time with them and they're getting to see me spending time in the word and see how that's important to me and they're also seeing that I can love them well and spend time in the word. So I don't want them to remember like mom was always grumpy when she was reading her Bible in the morning. I want them to remember it as something that I did with joy and that I loved doing and invited them into. So that's my fourth thing that I'm thankful for this year 
and uh, a verse that's just been sweet that actually came from Dwell Differently is that um, Psalm 90, verse 14. And man, I'm looking for it right now. I can't find it. And I, oh, there it is. So it is, satisfy us in the morning with your unfailing love that we may sing for joy and be glad all our days. And so I've just kind of taken that, tried to take that to heart. Like, God, just satisfy me in the morning with your unfailing love so that I may sing for joy and be glad. Because I can choose whether I give in to my grumpy feelings or not. Some days it's harder than others. I'm going to be real honest. Some days I just want to be grumpy. But I know that's not exactly what God wants for me. And that's not the best example for my children. So like the other day this week, I was feeling very grumpy. And I really just needed a good cry. And so then I had one. And I'm sure not everyone needs that. But you know, I'm a professional crier. So sometimes I just need a good cry. I was able to have that later in the morning. And then after that, I was able to apologize to the kids and say, I'm really sorry. I was just feeling really sad. And that made me feel really grumpy. And that's not a good excuse for the way that I treated you this morning. So I'm really sorry about that. So I'm not saying that I'm doing this perfectly or that I have a great attitude every day. Or that every morning when I tell my kids I love them and I hug them that I'm feeling super lovey towards them. But these are things that I'm thankful for that God's been growing me in. And I'm just praying for that um, continued change in my attitude so that I can love others well for the Lord. The last thing, the fifth thing that I am thankful for is just this gift of slowing down that I feel like God's given us this year with starting to try and practice Sabbath and see what that looks like in our own lives just has helped me to slow down and notice just some of the beautiful details in life rather than rushing about from one thing to another. Yesterday I was sitting on the couch reading my Bible early in the morning and Lincoln got up and he came over and sat down and snuggled with me. And I was just looking at him and just so in awe of this little person that God made and just taking in all the little details about him, like how his really straight hair <laughs> looks and feels and how he smells right now as a little five-year-old boy because he's not going to smell sweet forever. He's going to get hormones and start stinking at some point, but he's still got this like sweet little kid smell because he's only five. And I was just struck by how beautiful these details were and how wonderful it was to have the presence of mind to be able to notice them because those are things that I may not have noticed even you know, three or four months ago, I may not have noticed the beautiful details about my son and about the time that I was spending with him. And this goes for just doing things outside. I'm able to notice the sound of the birds or the wind or the color of a flower or just something like that. Just being able to observe those beautiful details because God created all those and he knows all those. Um, it's so wonderful that we have such a big and infinite God who also is so small that he's in all of the details and you just see that all around us. 
And the verse that correlates to this one is Psalm 19:11. The heavens declare the glory of God. The skies proclaim the work of his hands. It's just so wonderful for me to be able to look around and see God's fingerprints on all the tiny details down to the tiniest detail and in all the big things as well in the world. So those are my five thankful things this year. I would love to hear some of yours. Doing the thankful lists was something that everyone kind of begrudged sometimes, to be quite honest, while my dad was alive. And he would kind of not be annoying, but it was kind of annoying sometimes how he'd be like, okay, here's my thankful list. Everybody needs to send theirs. And then he would compile them and send them back to all of us. And it, you know, sometimes it just felt like one more thing to do. But honestly, it's fun to look back and see the things that I've been thankful for over the years. And it's such a wonderful exercise in, again, changing my attitude for the better when I list out things that I'm thankful for. And like today, when I really think about the ways that God is working in my life and the ways that God is changing me, it is so refreshing just to think like, wow, God is doing that in my life and I get to be more a part of his story and grow more into who he wants me to be because of these things. So I hope that you'll take some time, even as you have things to prepare, houses to clean, food to prep, I don't know, stretches to do, whatever it is you do before Thanksgiving, even as you're traveling, maybe even as you have all that going on and it's a really busy holiday season, maybe you're even dreading it a little bit because of the people that you have to be around or all the things you have to get done. I just encourage you to just, even as you do those things, just think about and jot down or make yourself an audio memo or whatever, things that you're thankful for that God has done in your life this year. And it can be as general as I'm thankful for my husband and my kids or I'm thankful for my job. That is totally legitimate. You can absolutely do that. But I challenge you to even dig a little deeper and think about specific things that God has done that you're thankful for. Prayers that have been answered, ways that he has taught you and grown you throughout this year. And I think that it can help all of us I know it helps me to have a great attitude shift and really have a more grateful heart at Thanksgiving. Lastly, I am so thankful for you. Thank you for taking time to listen to me and just to subscribe to the podcast. You, I can't really even describe how much it means to me to know that you are there listening. I really appreciate it. So I'm thankful for you, and I hope that you have a wonderful Thanksgiving, and if you feel like this was beneficial or encouraging, I'd love for you to share it with somebody so that way they can be encouraged as well, and I hope that we can all have hearts of gratitude this year.